Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Jay Barnett. Jay Barnett is a former professional athlete, turn author, and now mental health advocate. He has a transparent and relatable methodology that allows for an instant connection to our youth. Teaching of self-worth through the word, and it is related to empowerment, encouragement, and most importantly, mental stability. King Jay is no stranger to adversities. However, with strength and faith, nothing seemed impossible for him. Expressing his past frustrations and how he overcome his experiences with the youth has led him to be powerful beyond measure. Jay's determination made him an ideal candidate for the King Candle, a male monarch that rules in the arena of youth advocacy, a paramount chief that walks in purpose with a presence that demands respect, a heart of pure gold. The Jay Barnett and Concrete Rose brands both empower a strong, consistent message of self-love, self-reflection, faith, and perseverance. I introduce to you all Jay Barnett. Hey, Jay. Hey, how you doing? I am well. Yeah. I am well. Awesome. I'm awesome. super excited. I'm super excited to have you as a guest today on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. So let's get down to the nitty gritty. Of course, this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. What is your definition of purpose? My definition of is of purpose is um is doing that thing that you were chosen to do, the thing that that t- tugs at you, the thing that pulls at you, uh, the thing that you were intended for. I think once we understand the purpose of something, we understand what the intentions of it and what the reasoning that it was created. And for me, purpose is all all about you know the creation and the intention of an individual or a thing. And so I think. Uh, when we can have understanding of that, uh, gives us understanding of who we are, where we belong, what path we take, who do we connect to, and um, and just how we navigate through life. Because purpose gives purpose gives us meaning to to life. So that's that's what I believe purpose is. Yes, I agree with that one hundred percent. Like I tell people all the time, I ask this question on every episode, and no matter how everyone puts it, it ultimately boils down to the absolutely. same thing. What is one word you would use to describe um, yourself and why? Um, I would use resilient because I'm such a persistent person, uh, individual. I'm very, you know, very committed to the things that I believe in, to the things that I believe that God has called me to, the things that I feel that I've been called to be an advocate for, uh, to be a voice for. And so, and in being resilient, it's, it's having that, you know, that sense to push through. Um, that willingness to continue on when you may be physically tired, you may be phys- uh, mentally drained, or you even may be spiritually depleted. And I think being resilient and being able to push through, being able to have the the, the wherewithal to continue on, because a lot of people lack being resilient and just really just having that relentless, you know, push 
and that pursuit that like through hell or high water, you know what I mean? You're going to get that thing and you're going to go after it. And so I'm such a relentless person when it comes to, you know, the things that God has called me to. And so uh, resilience has been such a, a word that I have, you know, lived by because nothing is going to come easy. And especially once you discover what your purpose is, you know, to live it and to walk in it is going to cost you. And so you got to be resilient. So how did you get inspired to do what you do today? Yeah. So I, I got inspired because I, I grew up PK and worked in the church very early on as a kid. And um, so to fast forward a little bit, my parents get a divorce. You know, I kind of have to overcome my own life issues and how I got inspired to do what I what I'm doing is I, I reflected as a young adult when I had my battles with depression and my battles with trying to discover who I was as a young teenager, you know, even into, you know, my young adult life, you know, as a young man in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I remember, um, and I come from a large family on both sides of my uh, family. And so my dad has seven brothers. And at that time, you know, during the divorce or the separation, like not one of my uncles reached out to me and called me or reached out to talk to me, you know, hey, nephew, you know, I'm here for you. You know, we got you, you know, uh, life happened. N- none of that. And so what really inspired me is that I have seen so many young people that are crying out for not just help, but they're looking for answers. Mm-hmm. And, there are, and, and there are no adults, you know what I mean, to really take the time to speak with them, to, you know, share their knowledge or to share their, you know, wisdom and their expertise. You know, there's none of that. And so for me, it's just one of those things where I felt like, you know what, God, I, I mean, this is this is where I belong because I know what this feels like. You know, I know what it feels like to not have anyone that, you know, that you are, um, that you can trust to really be uh, that listening ear to even be that voice. Right. And the moment that I began working in my purpose Every young kid that I ever encountered, whether boy or girl, it's all been the same thing. I just want somebody who's going to listen to me. You know, that's all I want. Just, to, you know, just to hear somebody, you know, listen to, to understand and not listen to respond. Right. And so, and, and that's what has led me to be not only a voice in my industry, or as, you know, as far as, you know, being a speaker, but just this is, this is my life purpose because I, I have such a heart for young people. And it's amazing the things that I hear from, you know, people say, how do you talk to teenagers? You know, they're the worst kind, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're the worst age age group. You know, I, I always hear that, you know, and, and, and for me, I love teenagers because I feel like they're the most honest, you know, yeah. because at that time they're, they're dealing with so much, you know, their body is changing, you know, that their, their mind is changing. And so they, they have all these emotions and all of these feelings. And so they, this is the time that they really need guidance. Right. I agree. I definitely agree. I always say that um, teenagers are best to work with because they're, they're, they're moldable. They're in that molding stage. Mm-hmm. You can, you can yeah, sway yeah. them. You can sway them. Yeah. It's so much easier than working with an adult who already oh, yes. pretty much set in their ways. So why not deal with yeah. a younger population? Yeah. That's a perfect target. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I love them. And so I'd rather them instead of the, uh, you know, like people, you know, they have, you know, the younger kids and I, I have nieces and nephews, love them to the moon. And um, it's it's just amazing to to see where they are and to help shape and mold them 
And I always tell my sisters, like, I'm looking forward to when they when they're going through, you know, the stuff that they're going to go through as a teenager, that's when Uncle JJ is going to really step in. Because as you said, that's when they really need the molding and the rearing because yeah. their mind, they, they have, they have a sponge like mind. And so you can, uh, uh, you, you can get them to, to become whatever, you know, they uh, have the ability to believe. And so it's, it's just important what, what we put into their mind. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. Yes, that is awesome. So I'm sure through this whole progress, you have had some challenges. So what do you feel was your biggest challenge in order to get where you are today? The biggest challenge is to continue to uh, grow outside of myself. You know, I'm in the uh, internship phase of uh, my master's program of um, becoming a family therapist. And uh, one of the things is, is, you know, continue to learn outside of, you know, what I've learned, uh, what I may know, continue to, you know, be open um, to, you know, gaining knowledge in some areas. I think one of the things is, is that what has really helped me is uh, throughout this process is that you may have experience, but, you know, there's there's a lot that you can learn through theories, uh, through philosophy and, and, and also adopting new models. And then, too, it's not many black male therapists, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, and so um, there are some, but there's not many that works along the range that I do with teenagers as, as it pertains to depression, you know, anxiety, you know, um, and all those different things. And so finding a support system is always a bit of a challenge, you know, in an arena where there's not many people that looks like you. Right. Um, that's probably one of the bigger, bigger challenges is like, you know, your supervisors are, you know, in some cases, you know, don't look like you. And so it's very difficult to get them to understand how you are able to work with a population that may not, you know, that they don't have the uh, the knowledge because they don't understand culturally that it impacts behavior. And yeah. so, uh, and there's so many, you know, different levels of that, but that has been a challenge. And, but overall, it, it's been a great challenge that I've been up for because it's most definitely how I have expanded my knowledge and understanding of just how people interact, mm-hmm. different dynamics of family structures and family systems, and then just understanding the function of people based off of their experiences and um, their trauma. And so it's, it's been a great journey that I'm looking forward to continuing to help the black and brown people and then just to help young people and help our young men because. You know, mental health is a big issue right now. Yes, um, it is. A lot of, you know, a lot of people are under stress. Uh, a lot of people are under duress. And, and it's, it's, it's just the time that we're living in has really increased anxiety levels very high. Yeah, I agree. It's, it definitely is a lot going on out here. And the things that are going on, like you said, are impacting our youth, regardless if they're actually making a direct contact or indirect contact. It's, Absolutely. it's changing their mindsets 100%. Absolutely. So growing up, did you have a role model or mentor you looked up to? And has it changed over the years? Yes. And uh, that's, that's a great question. And, um, you know, growing up, my role model was my dad. And, you know, and, I, and I'll be transparent <laughs> with you. Uh, I mean, he was my role model to he and my mom divorced. Uh-huh. And after that, you know, um, you know, we rebuilt our relationship. But at, during that time, you know, he was not my role model after the divorce. I didn't look up to him. And I looked up to him because he was a phenomenal athlete, 
played football. He was, a, you know, a, a great pastor. And at the time, you know, he, I, it was, he was everything that I wanted. You know, he had strong, he had muscles and, you know what I mean? So this is how I remember my father when, you know, I was a kid. And so probably from about 12 to about 19, I really didn't have a role model. I really didn't have a man that I like, admired, that I looked up to. You know, I um, I had a few, you know, football players that I tried to emulate or, you know, I tried to, you know, become on the field. But as far as just, you know, having a role model, um, per se, I didn't. And yes, it has changed because as I've aged, I've grown to learn the importance of having a mentor, the value of having someone to help you navigate through life, as I would call a life compass. You know, I've really grown to understanding that, you know, you can't make it. I mean, you can, but you're not going to go very far. And especially for men, for young males, every young male needs a man to help him, you know, uh, sort of find his way through the trenches. And mentorship is very important. I actually talk about that in my book, the value of a mentor. There's so much value and having someone who's done it before or right. who's gone before you to sort of um they they're almost like they're 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 the lookers you know they they've already looked out on life and they've had their experience and so they're able to you know to help you as far as you know seeing where you're going to go what are the pitfalls what are the traps you know what i'm saying what are the possibilities you know what are the pros and cons and so that's important yeah and so that has been you know, I've had Alfred Edmund, which has been my mentor for a number of years, the senior writer, VP of Black Enterprise, who's been phenomenal, Gregory Douglas, who's the owner of a software company, you know, and so some of the men and, you know, of course, uh, uh, you know, I grew up watching Pastor Jakes, Bishop Jakes, you know, and so mm -hmm. just some of those men spiritually and uh, having men mentor me. And so it's just been a journey to have that. And I think as you continue to grow in life, your mentors will change. I believe that because yes. every season, every season is going to burst something different out of you that you would need someone else. I mean, you look at it. I mean, you look at for even Samuel, you know, Samuel started off with Saul and then, you know, you know, ended up with uh, David. And so it's it just, it, it's, it's levels and, and, it, and it's contingent upon where God is taking you, where the path, is going and so that is just absolutely true it's no you can't not saying that you can't but like you said as you go through different times in your life you should be looking up to different people because that's where you are in that part of your life then you get you know a little bit older you might be looking up to a teacher or a professor right. that might you know you might have came in contact with in college you know and so on and so on so yeah it may you may have different people that you look up to because nobody's journey is the same so you can't expect right, right. the people that you look up to to be the same as you go through your journey in life right right it. absolutely i get it so while we're talking about your book can you tell our listeners about your book hello king yeah so hello king is for a uh, young man it's my journey kind of compiled up into chapters. You know, I talk about overcoming anger issues. I talk about, you know, my the value of my mentor. I talk about, you know, manhood, what that looks like and how to redefine that based off of your. And so I'm um, talking about a number of things and it's just a great read for young men. And it, it's been a blessing to hear the response from teenagers. 
guys. And um, and every chapter is very deep. It gets into the root. It's very relevant. And then in between chapters, I have poems. And poems, uh, the, my poems are like short stories, you know, uh, and the, the young men love it because, you know, it's, it's something relevant to where they are right now. And so uh, it's a great read for them. That, that's good. I love it. So you have a series of a little bit of everything mixed in the book. Right, right. And uh, and the same is for my books, uh, Letters to a Young Queen, for teenage girls or for young ladies. The same thing. You know, it's, it's a compilation of letters. And in between, you know, every two letters, there's a poem. And so I think, you know, when you look at where we are today with our generation, you know, our teenagers, you know, they love lyrics, they love music. And mm -hmm. so just to be able to switch it up that where, you know, it, 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 that's not the monotonous of just, you know, a bunch of reading for them, like it's storytelling, you know, because for them, you know, they, you know, we're in a culture that really, you know, where hip hop is everything to them. Yeah. And so. So what is your meaning of success and what would you consider to be your current biggest success, whether it is personal or business related? For me, success is uh, success is arriving at the destination that I set out to, you know, and that's what success is for me. And and I'll, you know, for the listeners, you know, success doesn't equate to money. Success can be whatever that goal is that you had in mind. And whatever that you were, you know, working toward or whatever that you had set out, you know, whatever that you envisioned. And for me at this point in time to be working at a black practice, you know, I'm I'm completing 500 hours until, you know, the, the end of my degree, which is I graduated in um, December. For me, uh, success has been, you know, really on just really been on this journey of of completing this this degree. You know, I've been in school about what, three years now when I decided to, you know, to return for my master's and become a therapist. Mm -hmm. And just to see that, you know, the day that you enter and the day that you accept it and, you know, then you start class and you have your meetings with your advisor. And, you know, they talk about the intern phase when you actually have to work as a therapist. And of course, three years ago, that seemed so far-fetched because it's like, oh my gosh. And now here it is. And, you know, I, I get the opportunity to, to work in a a black owned practice and it, it's been phenomenal. So it's been successful for, for me and, and to hear the feedback from uh, not from my clients because, you know, they don't, you know, speak in that regards, but just to hear the feedback that my director, which is the owner that gives me that they're saying, and, you know, and it's just been a blessing because it's a, it's a, I, I mean, I know young people, but to be able to work with kids from all walks of life, you know, because once somebody closes the door, you don't know what they're going to say. You don't know if your model is going to work. So you got to be open to redirecting. You got to be open to switching up. So that is the success for me right now because it's a very uh, strenuous process. And so uh, to get these 500 hours. So I, I see about 20 clients a week. Okay. And um, so it, it's it's work. And, and, you know, and I haven't stopped traveling and speaking and I haven't stopped doing all the other things that I do. So it, it's, it's been a balancing act. But that's what I feel my success is right now. Yes, is the closer, that's amazing. The closer, yeah, the closer I get to, uh, to these 500 hours from the graduation. <laughs> so. Listen, I do know. Because I know when I was in my master's program, I was like, yes, these last couple of credits is almost over. Like, oh my goodness, I I understand all the excitement <laughs> you get from that. 
a hundred percent. I yes. definitely know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But I'm just so excited for you. And I cannot wait till you know you get ready to walk down the aisle. Yeah, yeah, man. That camping yeah. gown on. I'm super excited. Yeah. So do you have yeah. a resource that you use every single day in your life or in your business that you cannot live without? That's a great question. So I have this app that I, I've been using and it's been very instrumental to me. It's titled Soul Time. Okay. And um, this app has become very, uh, it's become a, a much a huge part of my life because, you know, I am able to to just really be reminded to take time out to relax, to take time out to journal my thoughts. And so the program that I created, you know, years ago in the school system, I started out, you know, from the premises of journaling and teaching young male men boys rather how to journal and so this program asks you how do you feel about today and it gives you all of these options and all of these different word choices that you can choose from and this journey has been very very instrumental to me especially because when you're working in this realm of therapy it's it's um you know sometimes it's it's challenging because you know you hear a lot of things you know uh, people lives and you know you have to be yeah. able to concept you have to be able to hear conceptualize and be able to be connected but not attached and so that's right. that's my thing that i use is that i'm connected to it but i can't be attached to it so soul time is i'm able to do uh i love to meditate in the morning i'm able to listen i like listening to praise music um it has a, an app i mean not an app but the program it's set according to what you need for where you are. And so that's been very instrumental. And then there's a message that's about 20 minutes um, that Bishop Jakes taught on maybe about 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I listen to that message every day, like kid you not every day. And, and, uh, and basically this message is about your journey, not only to success, but it's along the lines of just really just having the understanding that it's going to cost you whatever you're going to get in life. Mm. And so constantly I, you know, remind myself of this message and then to being able to be faithful, you know what I'm saying? Uh, in a place where you feel like you're not, you know, being rewarded. And so that message is something that's part of my life every day. And um, and every time I hear it, I mean, kid you not, every time I hear it, every day I hear something different. Mm, you know, I have they just talked every, about that in church today. Every every day I hear something different. I mean, I was listening to it this morning, and I heard something I never heard before. So it's like, you oh know, and goodness. and yeah, guys that I mentor, you know, guys that I mentor, you know, I send it to them. I said, listen to this every day. And that's the first thing that they'll say. They say, how do you listen to that every day? You know what I mean? And I said, man, I hear something different every day, every day. And I said, I said, because what, what, what you realize is that, uh, when, and, and not to be all preaching, you know, but that's yeah. the whole purpose of when God was given the, uh, the children of Israel manna. He renewed it every day. He told them, don't save anything because, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to spoil. And so that fresh word, you know, comes daily if you're open to hearing it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that is the truth. We, it's so you, it's crazy how you just mentioned that because we literally talked about how repetition is key 
and it was part of the sermon. Yeah. And they were, we were talking about, you know, like how you, you might go to your grandma's house. You know, she always had that one Bible, uh, that chapter open. It might be Psalms 23 or something. Mm-hmm. And we was like, it was never touched. It was never moved. We was like, even if it's her favorite scripture, we sure that every time she says it is a different feeling every single time. So it's just so crazy how you mentioned that because that is true. You you can listen to something over and over again, but every time you listen to it, you get a different mm-hmm. message. It's the same way with a movie. You can watch a movie one time, but mm-hmm. then when you watch it again, you be like, oh, I didn't even see that. Or I didn't even hear that yeah. the first time I watched it. It's the same right, exact right. thing. It's the same right, exact yeah. thing. Right, exactly. Wow. So do you have any upcoming projects or events coming up? Yes. So I speak this Saturday at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship Church in Dallas, Texas. I'm speaking at a teen conference for uh, teen girls, and I'm looking forward to that. You know, I I get to be in front of different audiences. And so it's a live free conference this Saturday out at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship Church, uh, their youth center this Saturday. Also, I'm releasing a new book uh, this summer titled Identity Crisis, which is a conversation about social media. So I'm really, really looking mm. forward to that. It is a powerful read. Uh, it's so dope because all of the chapters are hashtags. And so I'm 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 excited about that. And uh and I'm just so grateful for that. But um other than that, it's just, you know, I'm I'm you know <laughs> wait, working to get through this school <laughs> stuff, man. Cause it's, it's <laughs> like let me tell you, like it, it's a lot. And and it's a lot when God has anointed mm. you in an arena where everybody else shows up with their knowledge. See, it's one thing to have knowledge, but there's another thing when knowledge meets wisdom and then it gets introduced to the Holy spirit. So it's like, it's a, and so, I mean, you know, it's crazy. So I started out with three clients and I'm booked two weeks out. That is amazing. Every month. And so, uh, (laughs) So as much as it is amazing, it's a blessing, but I'm also learning how to balance and then also how to define what self-care is for me. You know, since playing pro ball, it's like, you know, I've been a gym guy ever since. And, you know, I mean, it's just part of my thing. But now I'm realizing like, you know, facials, you know, anything that doesn't get the heart rate up, you know. So I've always been big into facials because, my mom was big in the skincare, so you know, manicures and pedicures, anything just allowed me to not think. And so I encourage people, you know, even a listener, you know, self-care is everything. And the self-care, you know, can be something that's so small, but maybe it's big to you. And, you know, to find out what, you know, what type of care do mm-hmm. you need? Because if you're not if you're not good for yourself, you can't be good in your purpose and you most definitely can't be good to those that are connected to you. That is absolutely right. So how can our listeners find you on social media? Yes, they can find me on social media at King J Barnett. Uh, it's the same on Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And then I have a website, uh, j-barnett.com, www.j-barnett.com. And the website for our organization is webuildprojects.org. And so that's where you can find out all the things that we do, program development that we do for kids um, in schools. And then I have a program now that will be running the second semester at the at Texas Southern University 
and that is uh, the King's program for incoming freshman okay. students. Uh, knowledge is necessary. Knowledge is necessary. Game and so uh, King acronym is Knowledge is Necessary Game. So this will be our second semester, and it'll be a year learning program, and it's an eight week program. Personal and professional development, academic development. Uh, I mean, it's just an amazing program all around. So wow, that's amazing. Yes, just continue to keep touching these children. Absolutely, absolutely. So before we go, what is one piece of advice that you can give to our listeners in regards to Boston up? Find out who you are. Until you discover who you are, you you cannot boss up. And bossing up has nothing to do with being a CEO, mm-hmm. running your own company. Bossing up, bossing up has everything to do with your identity. And who you are speaks volumes about the work that you've done within yourself. It speaks volumes about the commitment that you've made to your purpose and to whatever your mission is, to whatever your calling is. So bossing up goes far beyond just that phrase of bossing up. And so discover who you are. Find out who are you. And then once you find out who you are, then the next step is how do you, how are you going to serve? Are you, you know, and so many people says, Hey, I want to serve. I want to serve in my purpose. I want to work Hello. in my purpose. How are you going to, how are you going to work in your purpose? And so how are you going to work in your purpose? Are you going to work in your purpose uh, through serving from a cup, from a bowl, you know, from a plate? How are you going to work in your purpose? So discover who you are and find out how are you going to serve and work in your purpose? Yes, that is that you couldn't have put it no better than that. That is so yes, true. Ma'am. And that's the reason why I started the podcast. It's not always about business as the title boss. It's about bossing up in life, going through life's challenges and overcoming them and figuring out ways you can help other people get through their life struggles. Like it's, it, everything plays a part with each other. Right, right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, it does. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I just want to thank you so much for being a guest on this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. And I wish you nothing but success in everything that you do. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. And I hope everyone was, you know, jotting down different notes, taking down how they can contact you on social media, if they can make it to any events that you may be going, um, that you may be speaking at. Make sure you guys go and support him and everything that he's do. He's out here changing the lives of our young men and women. And these millennials are the ones that count. These yeah, ones yeah. count. So make sure that you guys support his movement because everything that he's doing is in his purpose. And with that being said, I hope everyone has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Ain't nothing to it. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.